Something new is supported by listeners like you. Visit paypal.com and help this podcast continue to grow, thrive, and be a part of the creative conversation. This is Joel B. New, and you're listening to Something New, my chance to talk with the savviest performers I know, to hear their stories, and get to the heart of what makes them the working, multifaceted artists they have come to be. Today's guest artist is an actor, singer, dancer, director, choreographer, producer, and Star Wars enthusiast who currently resides in New York City. She has appeared in regional theaters across the country, at Radio City Music Hall, in concerts at 54 Below, and can be seen and heard on television, radio, and film. She holds a BFA in musical theater from Florida State University. She's also the co-founder of Shady Theatrics, a creative video production company that has produced works for the Tony Awards for the past three years, including collaborations with Cheetah Rivera, Carol Channing, Peter Scolari, and Tom Hanks. Obviously, I'm talking about Shayla Benoit. Is that how you say it? I'm actually a Benoit. Benoit. It's an interesting story. Half my family is Benoit and half is Benoit. I happen to be on the Benoit side. The Benoit side. Yeah, but it's a tomato-tomato thing. Tomato-tomato. And I, my name is never said right at any audition. I'm Shalafa Bonita to many of my friends. <laughs> Shalafa Bonita. Shal- wow. Because that's the logical. Yeah, right. That's the logical, you know. I've had some people butcher my name before. Like, they really? don't understand, um, like, I get Joelle a lot. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know I actually ethnic. was stressing a little bit when Were I first you? read it, because I was like, okay, because this always happens to me. I was like, I'm yeah. going to say Joel, but it could be Joelle. It could, Joelle. Yeah. Joelle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm a Benoit. Benoit. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's Thanks. quirky. Yeah. It's pointy. Yeah. In a good way. How are you doing, Shayla Benoit? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course. It's very nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah. I've heard awesome things. I've heard awesome things, and, and I've they've all been confirmed today. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I heard about you through the amazing Nika Graf Lanzaroni. She is awesome. And how do you know Nika? Um, we did a concert together last year for Justin Guarini um, up at Bucks County Playhouse, and then... Um, Nika couldn't join us for 54 Below, but then the oh. concert went to 54 Below. But we met up at Bunks County and kind of hung out in Pennsylvania, and there was a snowstorm, and we got to hang out and talk about being an entrepreneur, being an actor, being all all of the above, and she's just, like, super awesome. She's great. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Another, another podcast alum. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I love how, how entrepreneurs just know other entrepreneurs, and, you know, it's just... It's, it's, a nice, it's a nice small world that we live in. Yeah, well, and it helps, too, because I have so many friends that are doing side projects and yeah. it just helps to talk to people to figure out how you get funded, yeah. how you legality of things, business things, mm-hmm. just bouncing ideas off of people, seeing what pe- other people are doing is super helpful. So, yeah, it, and it's it's a, a great way to get your creative juices flowing, absolutely. another outlet. Yeah. I love it. Those conversations that probably weren't part of your BFA education. No, nope. they certainly weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think you're awesome, and I knew of your work before Nika told me about you, because I actually attended a Tony dress rehearsal a few years ago. Oh, awesome. And, um, and I saw all of your commercial break videos, and I was like, I was like, who's putting these together? This is hilarious. I felt very special being there in general, and then I got to, like, see these cool insider videos that the people at home didn't get to see, and it was so much fun. But more on that later. Uh, first, Shayla... So where do you come from? Like, what's your what's your background? Uh, where do I come from? Well, <laughs> I was I was born in Hawaii. My dad is Hawaiian Chinese. My mom's okay. Irish. Okay, uh, wow. My mom's from South Florida. So we ended up moving back to South Florida. So I was raised 
there. So this winter thing is a very foreign concept to me. Uh-huh. Although I'm slowly getting used to it. I mean, you're working but... the scarf, though. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> I, it doesn't it doesn't really come off. Um, <laughs> sometimes I might sleep in my down coat when I'm really that cold. I've worn a winter hat I to just... bed. Mm. Cannot. Mm-hmm. I cannot. And it's like my face hurts outside today. So, <laughs> but yeah, I am originally from Hawaii, but grew up in South Florida. And I went to art school down in, I went to arts middle school, arts high school, and then I went to Florida State for musical theater. Nice. Yeah. And so, and then you just, you know, did the, the logical thing by moving to New York. Moved to New York. Follow the dreams. Follow the dreams. Um, and I, luckily, like the first day, I moved here on a Saturday. My first audition was a Monday. I got called Monday night. And had booked my first show, which never like what? Ha- I know that doesn't happen. Yeah, at all, and <laughs> which was like it was it was really crazy. So I ended up That's going incredible. out to um, Arizona at the Arizona Broadway Theater for a little while. They are really awesome there, and then just have kind of continued to work from there and work regionally, work all over the place, and it's awesome. Terrific. So from Florida to New York to Arizona and back. (laughs) And back again. (laughs) And then all over the country, too, with different regional theaters and whatnot. But that was the beginning. Terrific. Um, One thing I noticed as I was researching you, um, I watched a lot of your performance videos and the work that Shady Theatrics does. And, I mean, correct me if I'm just uh, jumping to conclusions here, but I consistently felt like an old-school nostalgia in, in a lot of the work that I saw and um, is that just coincidence, or is that where you like to live as an artist? You know, that's so funny, because uh, no one's really ever brought that up to me before, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, he is very right about this. Um, <laughs> is yeah, that okay? it's No, that's totally actually great. Um, I, I love old school stuff, and it's kind of where my talent fits in. I sing, act, and dance, and I feel like now, I mean, not that people don't sing, act, and dance today, but like I'm a, I'm a little more of like the old school style. I'm not necessarily yeah. like a crazy pop yeah, you're, person. You're not switch you know. leaping and you will I mean yeah, I mean if there's a switch leap called for, you know, I will give you a switch leap. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do I do love old school stuff and I just yeah. love like singing in the rain and like Gene Kelly and all those like great yeah. like ins- they're really inspiring to me. So the more I think about it, yeah, we have done a lot of old school stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. No, I just, I, it's funny because I really haven't thought about that before, but we actually have. I had to, you know, t- take an insider, an outsider person watching the scope of your career. No, it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. Um, so who, who is your partner in crime? This Tim Grady. Tim Grady. He is amazing and wonderful and hilarious. Um, um, we'll first say that Tim Grady is your co-founder of Shady Theatrics. Yes. So Shayla, Shayla Benoit, Tim Grady, Shady. You know, I wrote that question down <laughs> and then as I was typing the question, I was like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. So, that, and that was just kind of, like, a funny, we were like, we should come up with it. The, the entire business came up from a, a random, like, thing. So, I met him at Arizona Broadway Theater when I was oh. working there. No way. That yes. first time? When we were doing Anything Goes, an old okay. school musical. There you go. And do you know <laughs> um, the digital short, I'm on a Boat, from SNL? Yeah. Okay. So, Anything Goes takes place on a on boat. On a boat, yeah. And so, it, the song was popular at the time. So, we were like, oh, we should just do a funny little spoof music video for I'm on a Boat. On the set of Anything Goes. On the set of Anything Goes. Why not? Logical. Yeah. So, we did it, and we put it online, and then we were getting, like, all these views. People were emailing us. People were commenting, like, we love this. And we were just, like, being ridiculous and doing something, like, kind of fun, you know? Yeah. But when we were doing it, and we were, like, filming on, like, a flip cam, literally a flip cam. Um, and we were 
when we were putting it together, we also were really conscious about we only had the set for an hour. So right. we really wanted to make sure that we used our time wisely, that we got permission from everyone for costumes, for set, for lights, for everything. Sure. Um, so we had an hour to put the whole thing together, and it happened. And we were like, that was fun. And we were actually kind of good at that, of like making it all happen at once. So then Tim and I randomly have been hired up in Maine together, um, down in Florida together. As performers. As performers. Yeah. Um, and we're, like, not the same type at all, except I guess we have this old school thing going for us, and we both are, like, old school style people. But um, we we started working together a lot, so any time that we worked together, we were like, let's do another fun video. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then we got a chance to work with Gary Beach and Vicky Lewis down at the Malt Jupiter doing Hello, Dolly. Uh-huh. Um, and we did a spoof video, It's Getting Hot in Here, Take Off Your Sunday Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so... We, and that, like, got on Playbill and Broadway World, and we were like, this is a thing. So we should, like, continue to do this. Um, so then we, the idea of, like, this business started forming, and the more jobs that we got and the more people contacting us, we were like, we need to seriously invest in this. So we got rid of yeah. the flip cams and bought, you know, DSLR cameras and, like, did the research and um, just kind of built the business from the ground up. And then we got involved with the Tony Awards. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm crossing over the... The questions. No, no. I mean, I think this is... I mean, I'd, I'd rather you take the logical <laughs> progression of things. So, um, yeah. So, how did you get involved with the Tony Awards? Well, when we were working down at the Maltz, the artistic director there, Andrew Cato, who is also amazing, yep. um, he really loved the video that we did. And he is one of the producers for the Tonys. So, we are like dream big people. And we're like... We live by the, you know, the way of... Just ask, and if it if someone says yes, great, and if someone says no, that's cool too. Yeah, so still put it out there. We said, hey, we don't know if, like there's any like video thing that you need for the Tony Awards, but if you need people, let us know. And he said, well, we have commercial entertainment for the live studio audience that is not televised, but you know it happens during the commercial breaks. You can submit a video. I cannot guarantee you'll get chosen. I can't guarantee anything about it. So he's like, but I can give you some pointers of what they're looking for. They like large groups of people um, dancing in, like, Times Square. And, like, if it can be funny, it's great. And he just kind of gave us – he really took some time with us, which I really appreciate, giving us an idea of what is going to be chosen by by the head producers. Yeah. So we got – 55 of our friends together that who all volunteered their time, which was amazing. And um, we basically did a dance-off in Times Square on Memorial Day weekend, which was the greatest time <laughs> to decide to do that. Perfect. Perfect, Perfect. There's nobody No one's there. Out. No Plenty one's space, there. So, yes. Yeah. So roomy in Times Square. <laughs> so we were like, great weekend to choose this. But um, we did it. And we did basically that year, it was like Once and Newsies and... Um, oh, great. A uh, Leap of Faith. And there was one more that I cannot even think of right now. At the the Kinky Boots? Ki- no. No. No, it wasn't Kinky Boots. There were no drag queens. Because um, <laughs> we would have had drag queens. <laughs> Darn right. But we actually had, we had everybody bring costumes. Oh, nice work if you can get it. That was Okay. It. Which I was actually in that one. I should have remembered that. Um, <laughs> so we had everybody bring costumes like in the style of what their show would be and bring instruments for once. And we did a dance-off in Times Square to beat it. And this was another thing where we had to like rent a room at Ripley and be there for like an hour and teach everyone the dance in an hour. Whoa. Um, and then we, we asked everyone to be there from like 10 to 5. And I think we wrapped at like 2. 
Because we were just like, we need to get in and out of here. And then you have to run into researching laws about like... Yeah, filming laws. Filming laws and what you're allowed, if you're allowed to play music or not, which you're not. You need a permit. You need a permit to perform in the subway. You need... It just... There's a lot to to think about that you don't really think about. Um, To play, play music out loud in Times Square, you're supposed to have a permit. So I just put an iPod and just screened counts to people <laughs> for the entire day. But um, we sent it to them, and they accepted it, and they really loved it. And we talked to the producers, and they were like, we love what you guys did. And then it played, and we got to go to the dress rehearsal. And I, just to hear people laugh at – because, you know, I don't know how you feel about this about your podcast, but sometimes when we're watching things over and over again, we're like, it's It's terrible. <laughs> No, like, no, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, when you listen yeah. to it, you're like, oh, this is this is awful. No one's yeah. ever going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then to, like, hear people, like, at Radio City Music Hall laugh at your video was, like, that's, incredible. That's got to be, It yeah, was really cool. life-changing. Yeah, Tim cried. Yeah. Sorry, I'm Tim. I'm sure. Sorry, Tim. Uh, I threw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying right now. He's probably crying it's right like, now. He's probably so like, good. really? <laughs> But um, it was awesome. It was so cool. And so then yeah. we've kind of gone. And every year, we're not guaranteed a spot, but nope. they know who we are. And um, yeah, you've got some clout now. Yeah. And and the next year was when we got Tom Hanks, which was. That's the one I saw. Yes. Yeah. That was crazy. That was, yeah. So, so you've met Tom Hanks, obviously. And he is the nicest human being. Like, and he walked in, he's like, hey, I'm Tom. Like, I didn't know yeah. who he was. And I would have uh-huh. been, oh, Tom with the T? Who, who, who are you? <laughs> Is there an H in there? Yeah, right? <laughs> Tom. Tom. Um, uh, he was so cool. So Tim worked with Peter Scolari in a show, and he was doing Lucky Guy with Tom Hanks. So uh, we were trying to come up with, we were doing another flash mob thing for the Tonys that year. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we kind of want to do something else that is a little more us. Not that the flash mobs aren't, but just something that is different. So yeah. I was in my shower one day, and I was like, I thought, you know how Jay Leno does that, like, Broadway street, or uh, not Broadway, he doesn't do anything Broadway, but he does, like, jaywalking, he calls yeah, it, where he yeah. asks people questions that they should know, and then they don't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kinky boots, and all these, like, I'll eat you last, and all these weird titles that are happening this year, like, do people actually know what any of this is about? So we went out to... Port Authority and Times Square and Penn Station, just anywhere we could find a lot of really random people <laughs> and ask them, what do you think that these shows are about? And the answers we got were ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ridiculous. And um, we were like, well, maybe we can somehow get Tom Hanks involved with this. So Tim contacted Peter Sklari, who was like, sure. <laughs> and, we, I, we, and we were actually filming our flash mob that day when we found out. We literally had a freak out moment in the streets as all of our friends are like walking past us to the next location. We're like, keep going. We'll meet you there. We got Tom Hanks. We'll meet up with you. So we had 15 minutes to go in and, and meet him and, and film what we needed to get. Um, and we kind of had a loose idea of what we wanted the video to be. My original concept was cutting back to Tom Hanks describing famous movies that he's been in. It's like, what is Lucky Guy about? Oh, it's about this guy sitting at a bench telling his life story. Or, oh, That's it's, really you funny. Know. Yeah. And, but it ended up not panning out with the way that the... But we got all of that on film. So we have, like, two minutes and 38 seconds of, like, Tom Hanks gold on our... <laughs> but, but I when I was directing Tom Hanks, that was, like, a ridiculous thing to say. But when I was directing Tom Hanks, I was freaking out because I was, I mean, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I yeah. really thought I was going to pee my pants at some point in time. And I was having a mild panic attack. But 
I, I thought that he hated everything I was saying because he was he had his head down and he was kind of like shaking his head and I was like, he hates this, he hates this idea. <laughs> and then when I went back and looked at the footage, I realized he was just like processing what I was saying because uh-huh. the second I stopped speaking, he looked up and he was on and did exactly what. I, it was, it's like a master class watching it. It's wow. amazing. So I was like, oh, he doesn't hate what I'm doing. He's, he's just, just a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's just preparing. And yeah, ready, yeah, he was, and he was so kind. So was Peter Scolari. They were so personable and so kind. And for them to just like take time out of their schedule to do that for us was awesome. And then it played at Radio City. Yeah. And it, it was we, hilarious. It was, thank you. It was really cool. And we actually got credits that year. We got to put our name on it. So nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, it was super awesome. Wow. So that, I mean, that sounds like you were just wearing so many hats like yeah that's the thing that I really like about the video stuff that we are kind of doing is you write and you produce and you direct and you choreograph and you cast and you edit and you film so it's like an education in in all these things and now now that we're really trying to turn it into an actual business now we're having to learn all about creating an LLC and creating doing your taxes and doing I mean it's it's overwhelming, but also really cool at the same time. So That's I just like, yeah, and just putting adventure. on different hats and learning different things, and it's great. So what skills, because you're still obviously pursuing your, your career as a, as a performing artist. Yes. So what skills as a performer have aided you in your shady theatrics work? Well, for one, the networking is great because... All of our friends have been super supportive, and we've had, like, over 50 people show up each year that we've done the flash mobs. I'm sure. And always super talented people that are so nice, and people always meet each other and then become really great friends because it's such, like, a great group of people. Yeah. So the context is great. And then we're directing and choreographing, so, of course, we're taking the stuff that we know from being yeah. on stage. That's and, already in your bag of tricks. Yeah, that's already in your bag of tricks. Um and I think, too, just learning how to work with people and talk to people so that we so – because we are not at the point where we can pay everybody to do these huge flash mobs. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. You want to make a fun environment for people to be in and, 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 and want to come back to. I mean, I yeah. pay people in munchkins and hugs at this point in time. So, like, we, I'm like, I brought – me at munchkins. Yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, here's my craft services. I bought a lot of munchkins for you guys today. <laughs> Thank you for being here. But um, we have people come back every year and help us out, and that's amazing. So, I mean, it definitely correlates. It goes hand in hand all the time. Yeah. I'm sure you have to turn people away at this point. (laughs) We don't turn anyone away at this point. No, no one gets turned away. The the more, the better at this point in time. And um, and kind of transversely, what skills did you have to develop that maybe you had no idea went into video production? The entire technical end of it. Um, And Tim kind of heads it up a little bit more than I do. However, Uh I've learned, well, I went and researched the cameras and got a camera and I've been learning how to, that's the one thing that I really want to grow my skills on more. It's just finding the time to like really sit down and do it. So we've been, I've been moving through iMovie and then we got Final Cut Pro. So now I'm working my way through Final Cut Pro. So my skills are like, are a little basic in my opinion for myself right now. I usually like sitting at the computer being like, oh, can we cut this? Can we do this? And Tim is like the wizard and all that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. he he has grown tremendously with all of this stuff because he was the one that kind of knew how to do the editing and everything in the beginning. Um, And his skills have just like gone off the charts now. So that's the one side that I would really like to work on for myself. But yeah, I have learned a lot about video and the editing end. 
Um, Were you tech savvy at all before? Um, this? Like very, very basic. I yeah. always have loved taking pictures. I've always, I took a photography class in high school, but that's much different. Than, and technology changes so quickly. So quickly. So you really have to figure out what is the latest. And then uh, our sound equipment and figuring out all of that and how to sync everything up. And it's just, it's a great learning process. We're literally going to the table every time and just like, how can we improve this? How can we learn yeah. more to do this? And we keep, we keep doing it. So yeah, I would really love though to sit down and like have a month to like just really <laughs> hone my skills on that. But, um, you know, life happens. Yeah, so <laughs> it absolutely does every day. It does. Every it darn certainly day. does. The sun comes up. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gaining skills with every gig, but I'm assuming you're learning different things at each opportunity, from the Tony Awards to the Tappy Troops thing, mm-hmm. and from the recent um, video trailer that you did for your books, uh, your friend's book. Yeah. Your book's friend. My book's friend. Yes. <laughs> My book's friend. They have like. A so I'm just kind of like taking those three examples. Um, what did you What did you learn each one that was a little distinct? Well, with the book trailer, um, which I'm totally buying that book now. Oh, yeah, Stephanie O'Connell, Broken Beautiful Life. Let's let go <laughs> pitch for her, please, um, please. No, it's actually she has a really good concept. She started. She's another entrepreneur. She started off with the blog about yeah. like finances and for people that are artists and want to grow their yeah. finances but don't really have the means to. Yeah, she's already on my short list for season four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You definitely, she's awesome. Yeah. She's really cool. I'm saying everyone's awesome because everyone is awesome, but yeah. I'm really using the word awesome a lot and That's I want to continue using that. I say um, um a lot. Oh, yeah. Listen for it. It's a drinking game. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> great. Um, so anyway, so yeah, with Stephanie, it was trying to figure out how to, the tone of it's a commercial, so yeah. figuring out how to get people's attention, how to understand what the book is about, but yeah. make it entertaining. Yeah, make a lot it, of quick cuts. Yes, like. make it entertaining and make it short enough so that, because I've noticed, especially with myself, if I see a video online and I click on it and it's over two and a half minutes, are you going to watch it? Yeah. You're going to watch it over two and a half minutes? Well, it depends on what it is, I exact, guess. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for, like, a book trailer... Yeah. Like, do you want to watch a book trailer that's longer than two and a half minutes? I really don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't even know the book so, trailers were a thing. Yes. Well, yeah. we, we learned that, too. She's like, do you want to do a book trailer for us? We're like, that's a thing? Sure, we'd be happy to do a book yep. trailer for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then we research book trailers. Like, what are these like? Yeah. And then sometimes, like, the some of the ones that she sent us that are about finance, they become very, like, wah, wah, wah. I'm sure. Like, where PowerPoint presentations. Yeah, where you're like, I don't care about this book. Where, like, Stephanie has a really cool idea, and her book, like, the tone of her book is very conversational so it's um so we wanted to make it more like that um with the tappy troops thing that was really cool because it was a behind the scenes of a video that was already being made yeah so we were like capturing capturing the whole making up process it reminded me of those old school uh mtv making Making the video video. (laughs) yes i said to tim i was like i really want this to be making the video because i was obsessed with making the video yeah every britney spears video that came out you better believe i watched that making the video in sync in sync i met lance last week you did not i did i almost died i think i did die and i went to in sync heaven and then i came back for your podcast (laughs) thank you yes thanks for coming back why didn't you bring lance with you yes uh well apparently they're doing snl tonight oh great yeah I know. I DVR'd it already. I <laughs> but yeah, we, we wanted to make it like making the video. So yeah. um, 
and so that's another thing where it's like keeping the story going when you you haven't written the story out to be to begin, begin with. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. it's reality TV essentially. Yeah, so yeah. Tappy Troops is um, for those of you who who haven't seen it and you totally should. Um, it's this I don't remember his name. Christopher Rice. Christopher Rice mm-hmm. who started doing um, tap routines to uh, like top 40 is that yeah essentially it? He, his first one I th- it was uh, his first one I think was the cup song the animated yeah. cup song mm-hmm. and that went viral it yeah. like got over a million views and he was wow. on Good Morning America and then he did um, Tappy to Happy by Pharrell mm-hmm. that also got a ton of hits um, so he wanted to do a salute for Veterans Day so he did um, a boogie it's like a boogie woogie bugle boy mashup situation candy yeah. man mashup um, so we wanted to do like a behind the scenes for him. And you did, they filmed it on the Intrepid. On the Intrepid, which, which was so cool. Wow. We got yeah. there at 5 a.m. and we had the entire deck to ourselves. So yeah. that was a really cool, just like New York experience. I like, loved the there. clip of the, the woman who like works at the museum and she was just like, we're very excited as long as they get out by 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a little stressed. I loved that soundbite. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were like, we need to get. This. I'm like, I mean, we need to go talk to her because she's she's got the answers we need right now. But it was it was real reality because yeah. it was like it rained the night before. Yeah, and it was so slick. And these poor people are trying to tap dance up on the deck of the Intrepid, and we got like shamwows and towels wow. and all, and just like squeegeed the deck. We were literally like mopping the deck of the intrepid. Swabbing it. Swabbing yeah. the deck. And they were like, they're like, you guys don't have to do this. We're like, of course we're good. Because they're like, you're here to yeah. capture behind the scenes. We're like, we'll capture it, but we're going to help you mop because yeah. like, you need to get out of here by 10. <laughs> so, um, it w- that was really cool. And Christopher Rice is super nice. He's in Book of Mormon right now. Um, and so he's growing his production company as well. He also might be a person that you want to talk to <gasps> in season four. Man, season four is looking good. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying season three right now very much. <laughs> Yeah, so you you learned a lot being someone who's coming in and um, producing something about another production. Yeah. That must have felt very meta. It was, because normally we go in trying to be super prepared, because usually there's some type of time crunch... Or when we're using people that are we're not paying, I really want to make sure that we are using everyone's time wisely because yep. there's nothing worse than asking someone to come and do something for free and then wasting their time all day and them not having a good time. So we yep. really try to be very aware of everybody's schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we like as a selling point when we've now gone to corporate companies, be like we're quick and efficient. We plan everything out. We come in ready to go. Uh-huh. So it was interesting to just like sit back because Chris is the thing is Chris is really efficient too. But we didn't have any control over everything, so we just kind of yeah. sat back and watched his process, which he's great and he also is really like conscious of people's time. He's super kind. He brings his craft services to, <laughs> to his rehearsal process. Munchkins for all. Yes, munchkins for everyone. <laughs> You mentioned earlier, um, so you have appeared in a video that you've also produced. Is that right? Yes. What was that like? Um, that was really hairy because um, we at our last flash mob we ended up not being in because we were just like we just need to crank this out. Yeah. Because then I I would choreograph all this stuff. And then I'd have to do it, and I completely forget what the choreography was. <laughs> I forget my I, own lyrics. I'm yeah, like, I don't know. What I, I was wrote. like, "What? What is happening?" Um, so I just had to like get back. It like we had. I was really annoyed because the first year we did it, we had a really beautiful cut, and then I am in the front, and I completely. <laughs> <messed up. laughs> it's, it's like it's not like you may 
made this up or anything, Shay. Like, you're, yeah. it's okay. That's yeah. fine. So I was like, let's do this one more time for me. So it gets, it's like, we do it. We do it all the time. But for this last one, we had like a super time crunch. So we were like, we don't need, and we had, because we had two cameras this time. So now, now that I have my own camera that I know how to operate, mm-hmm. just trying to set up both shots and then have both of them run and have both of us try to jump in and out gets to be a little much. We can do it if we need to. Right. It's just like super planning of like we would need another camera operator basically to make it all happen. So last year we decided not to be in it because we were just like it's just going to be easier if we choreograph it, set it, tell people where to go and then we can record it the way we need to. Make sure you purchase your $12 tickets to my mid-season concert happening Friday, April 24th at 9.30pm at the Duplex in the West Village. A ticket link can be conveniently found on the joelbnew.com homepage. While you're there, you can also access the entire Something New episode archive by clicking on the podcast tab. You'll find episodes featuring conversations and performances by the likes of choreographer Roy Leitner and photographer-director Billy Bustamante. Finally, I when I was here, things started kind of just like, for lack of a better word, like falling into my lap, and I started trying to explain explore more of those ideas and then about two years ago I didn't make the decision to give up performing I made the decision to start pursuing choreography you have generations and this huge crop of Asian actors who have real chops and um, are really good at what they do and can do so much more than Miss Saigon quote-unquote this is a good conversation that we need to start having as a theater community absolutely Um, so my answer is I'm directing more Asian shows. <laughs> there you <laughs> and go. Seeking them out because that's I think that's the real way to to be proactive about solving the problem. Well, thank you for solving our problems. <laughs> really I aim to please. <laughs> tell the story of our summers. Tell us, tell the, attend the tale of our summers. <laughs> 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 oh God. Um. So before my computer decided that um its memory was too low, which um. You know, this podcast is brought to you by listeners like you, so if you want to help me get a nicer computer. <laughs> oh, great plug, great plug. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we were rudely interrupted by my computer, you were talking about Mark Summers and how yes. you... How did you meet him? I worked with him at Surflight on the Jersey Shore one summer, one fine summer a few years ago, and we did Grease together. What? Yeah! So random. It's so random and so awesome (laughs) and just the best thing. And I played Jan and I had to eat a Twinkie every show. And you know, Mark is the king of Unwrapped on the Food Network. He's like, Did you know Twinkies were originally (laughs) made with banana cream? And I was like, (laughs) That's a terrible Mark (laughs) Summers (laughs) impression. Made himself very regal. He is the best. And I'm falling off my stool now. We're doing well. Um, I'm not drunk for this podcast. (laughs) I promise. There's there's tea in that. I just, uh, yes, in that mug, yes. Um, I just got really excited about Mark Summers. It makes me fly off the seat. But um, he is great. (laughs) And he had, so he is a big producer of, um, um, Restaurant Impossible and a bunch of stuff on the Food Network. So I was telling him that I would really love to learn more about production end of stuff. And he has been so supportive and really encouraging about the produ- my production company. So he let me come to his office in Philly, and then we went um, on set of Rewrapped, Rewrapped. that Joey yeah. Fatone host. So that's my second member of NSYNC that I've met. 
Yeah, just you're just working my way through through the boy bands. Yeah, just really yeah. trying. Well, I hear that Justin's not really doing anything. He's these not days, doing a so thing. He's probably so, really easy. Yes, he will be next on my list yeah. to, to meet him. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so I go on set and I see how they're putting this entire show together, and it's so cool. And I really was inspired by it, and I was also really encouraged because I was like watching what they were doing, and they're doing what we do every day, just on a much bigger bigger scale. scale and yeah. we've been really flying by the seat of our pants and being like okay well if we're doing this we need this and this and this yeah just kind of like learning things as you go like yes completely by necessity exactly and then figuring out that oh we're actually doing this right like this is what these people are doing just like on a much bigger more official yeah. scale that's gonna was, be extremely validating yes it was really encouraging and i was just like okay so we're doing the right thing just keep doing that so mm-hmm. it's uh, I think the whole thing that we were tying into to before is I think you have to wear all all the hats all the time because you're looking at a large production. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at the big picture, you have to think, okay, is this choreography serving the story? Is this actor giving the story that I need to make a spoof or to make whatever or a commercial or yeah. are they setting the tone or – um, is this music that we're choosing helping or not helping? Are the cuts that we're, are the edits that we're making serving the story as well? So I just, you, I think you have to put on all hats, at least in my experience. Yeah. Cause you're, you're in charge of the big picture. Yeah. 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 So, but, and it's really great because it, it grows all your skills. I, I mean, and it helps being an, it helps my acting side. It helps my product. Like it just, yeah. it grows everything. Well, let's talk about that. How, um, how has your work with Shady Productions or Shady Theatrics, shady rather. Theatrics. We wanted to be Shady Productions, but there is a Shady production. Is so there? So we went through many... Uh, and what many... do they make? Well, um, you know, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I just was like, okay, is there one? Okay, great. Let's Moving on. What, what's our next, yeah, next yeah, option? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there is a Shady production, so we're, we're right. Shady Theatrics. Well, Shady Theatrics, yes. which, I, which I prefer. Thank you. Um, what has your work... Uh, how has your work at the- Shady Theatrics uh, influenced your work as a performing artist? Because I assume I assume it goes both ways. It does. I mean, um, I think when we're casting things, talent is a given nowadays. Like, I think everybody has to have it, obviously. Yep. Um, for me, a big thing is when people walk into the room and what kind of energy that they're giving off. And are they fun to work with? Do you want yep. to work with them again? Yep. Um, those are the people we like working with. And, I mean, I wasn't a terrible person before this, but I really try to be aware of the energy that I'm bringing into a room when I go into a room. Um, it also helps on a film side when you're seeing what you're doing in front of a camera and then you actually get to see, because like uh, oftentimes when I've done stuff for film, you don't ever get to see what you're doing on film. Yeah, yeah. So when you get to, like Tim and I recorded a promo for ourselves one time and we went back and watched it, we were like, I don't know who these people are <laughs> that stepped in, but that is not us. So we need to go back to the drawing board. So trying to come off as, um, at least for this promotion video, professional, but as fun people that you want to work with that are down to earth was was weird because we came off like, hello, I'm Shayla Benoit and I'm Tim Grady and we're Shady Theatrics. And that's not who no, we are. No. That's, not how, that's not who we are. So um, I think, yeah, I think bring, and then just like honing your skills and seeing like um, what is going to catch someone's eye as a, a casting director. Because like if I'm in a, a you know, rehearsing a flash mob of people and see somebody really standing out doing something, they're going to be the person that's in the front of, front of the shot. So right. making <clears throat> taking something and making it your own and putting your own special spin on it mm-hmm. is something to, like, I don't know, if you, if you ever sit behind the table, you learn so much about 
yeah. auditioning. It's not so, about just doing it right. Yeah. No, it's about bringing yourself to it. And I could do that, you know, more in my everyday yeah. life. So it's a good reminder that I'm saying this to myself now and recording it on a podcast. Yeah, to, for posterity. <laughs> for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. I, it sounds like you're saying that shady theatrics, in a way, has given you permission to bring more of yourself uh, totally to the front of the table. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, because we the thing that I I think separates us from some other production companies or what people are doing out there is we put our own like fun spin to stuff and we have our own like way of spoofing things and we have our own way of working with people that like we really enjoy working with people they enjoy working with us and that's a working relationship that I would love to bring into myself as an actor that if that sense. answers your question. It does. It does. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, I was mixing another episode before I was coming here, and, you know, we did probably, like, five takes of the song, and I was torn between two. One of them was uh, was technically very correct, and one of them, you know, there, there were a couple of, of missed notes or lyrics, but the performance was better, mm-hmm. and I chose that one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just... Because people... What's that, my Angelou quote? People will... Never forget the way you make them feel or something like that. I'm totally bastardizing my <laughs> <laughs> oh, She deserves better. She really deserves better. But, you know, it's like people are, people know, remember how you make them feel. They don't remember, yeah. like, oh, that was a great note. Yeah. They remember, oh, I wept during that song. Yeah, that made me feel something. Yeah. So what's coming... What, what are you allowed to tell me that's coming up uh, for Shady Theatrics? Um, or in well, your performing the, career? Or both? Um, well, we, uh, we actually have... Uh, a corporate company that we've been working with and we have some pretty exciting developments that I can't like fully tell you about right now. Fair enough. But because we're in talks but we're very excited that they want to grow our our business essentially. That's so great. yeah, so we're really excited about that. They want to work with us more, we want to work with them more, so we're trying to figure out logistics of how to make that happen while still being actors because that is That's the goal. That's the goal and that's yeah. the challenge at the same time, mm-hmm. just trying to make it all happen. Um we are hoping to do some things with the Tonys this year. We're hoping to kind of change. The, this is the thing. I would love to tell you all. all oh, I'm sure. Magical things. Yeah. But we we really can't divulge much. But right. every every year we um we try to do something special. The thing is, the Tonys they change their format every year too. So yeah. like last year they didn't have as many videos during commercial breaks. I don't know if you remember Hugh Jackman came back like singing from every commercial break. Oh, that's right. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the he, whole hopping beginning. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they they were um, they had him sing for a lot of the commercial breaks. So they didn't have as many videos last year. Okay. So it so like I said, everything's changing. So we are trying to figure out what is happening with that this year. So we okay. can't ever confirm or deny that we are doing anything <laughs> for the Tonys. We're keeping it very mysterious yes. right now. All right. Well, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. Yes. You know? No problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. I mean, we would hope we would love to, and we hope so. Cool. I hope so too. Um, so Let's we put it will. Yes. Yeah, so we, and then we're not even allowed to mention anything until it the night of. And okay. It happens. Wow. Yes. Okay. So hopefully something magical will happen with that. I hope so um, too. But we have been just trying to grow our business and be learn the whole business side of things. And so that's been great. And like we just have a bunch of like little random projects that we've been been working on. So yeah. Some exciting Terrific. stuff coming up. Yeah. Excellent. Um, is there anything um, is there anything you want to put out into the world as far as um, like things you need or anything that you <laughs> <laughs> Well, I dropped like a scroll to the ground of everything. Um, you know, what do you want from the world? Oh, 
love, support, hope. No. <laughs> um, you have those here. Well, we, uh, you know, we work really hard because we are we fund ourselves. So yep. um, we just equipment equipment is just so expensive in the video world. Like we need. A boom. We need yeah. a better lens for a Canon 70. <laughs> if anybody happens to have one of those and wants to throw one my way. Um, so basically, it's just like, it's equipment is basically what we need. So if anyone, okay. you know, has a hookup at B&H or, you know, holla, holla at your girl. <laughs> holla at Jalafa. <laughs> it's a new thing I'm trying on the show. It's just like, people ask for what they want. And we'll, well, hey, you know? if Santa's out there, yep. God bless him. And he is. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to set up the song. Great. Uh, so I wrote, and Shayla was generous enough to learn and perform a new song from McKinsey and the Missing Boy called Twisted Beginning, and accompanied by Daniel Kim on guitar, who's been on the show many times. Uh, this is a new I Want song for McKinsey. Um, as people may or may not remember, uh, McKinsey set in the 1930s in New York, um, and in this... Um, draft, uh, she's just discovered that her son, who she was forced to give up for adoption 15 years ago, is being raised at an orphan asylum being run by her sister, and now it feels like her story is being rewritten and a reunion is meant to be, and um, so that's where this song comes from. Um, in this new draft, I've started to add some, like, Scheherazade elements to the character and the story, um, making... Um, McKinsey's flaw and her greatest strength, the fact that she can tell these elaborate stories, and it's what has saved her many times, but it's also got, gotten her into trouble. And um, so the fact that she feels like her story is going in a different direction than she thought it was going to go is very exciting to her. Um, we have a reading of the show happening in June and another in July with a culminating concert. Details to follow. Um, musically, I was trying to... Um, I've featured a lot of songs on the podcast from the show, and they're all very evocative of the 1930s, mm -hmm. and they follow very simple uh, or similar uh, musical formats, which also results in the songs being very short, <laughs> because the songs back then, I mean, were like a minute and a half, you know? And then you just like did an instrumental, and then you did the song again, and mm -hmm. you're like, I got rhythm, how long is that song? Yeah. You know? It's crazy. So, um, so Twisted Beginning is my attempt to keep the sentiment of the 1930s, but I added a few more colors to the palette. Um, so, and I, I uh, Shayla does, does a beautiful job. Well, and thank you, um, thank you. Uh, remember, this performance will be available on SoundCloud and the individual digital sheet music on Noise Trade, both free downloads until the next episode. Uh, be sure to become a premium subscriber, a perfect investment for voice teachers, burgeoning musical theater writers, and my fellow Broadway nerds in general. Follow me on all things social media, and you may find those links and so much more on joelbenew.com. Please visit Shayla's websites, which are shaylabenoit.com and shadytheatrics.com. Got it. And you're on all the social medias, the Twitters and the Facebooks? No, I am not a Twitter person. No? It scares me a little bit. Scares you? Well, just because, like, I feel like the Facebook and the Instagram and all that jazz take up mm -hmm. a lot of time, so I feel like if I had one more thing, mm. it would be... The trick is you should you sync them all up. Oh, in sync That's, them all up? In sync them all up. Well, we're really tying this one together. That is it. That, really that is going a, for a push That's beautiful. <laughs> that is a, a takeaway. Well, maybe I'll have to start getting on, onto Twitter. Okay. According. Right. No pressure. Yeah. Great. I like it. Uh, subscribe to, rate, review this podcast, tell your friends all about it. 
Uh, special thanks today to Peyton Royal at Website Lines, Stephanie Layton at Red Scandal Graphics, today's accompanist Daniel Kim, uh, True Voice Studios NYC for hosting us today, and last but not least, uh, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much for having I me. I had this was a blast. So much fun. Such a pleasure. The Force is with us today. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we are the droids they're looking for. We are the droids they're looking for, always. <laughs> We're the droids that they want. See, yes. now we brought it to, now it's, we really music yeah. here in Star Wars. Just all the nerdiest all, things yeah, together. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> thank you so much, though. This was so much fun. Oh, I was, had a great time. It was my pleasure. I'm so happy to know you. Um, from True Voice Studios NYC at Columbus Circle, this is Joel B. New. And Shayla Benoit. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Thank you. Aloha. Done. Yeah, yeah, that is so much fun. Thanks. I thought I knew how the story's supposed to go. Living large, fast and loose, cigarettes, gin and juice. I thought the music had lost its big island glow. Notes so blue make you cry, not a star in the sky to see. Not one hope to cling to So excuse me if I'm struck dumbfounded and grinning You're a twist to my twisted beginning I thought my ending would be an unwelcome
Something new is supported by lynda.com. Begin learning software, business, and creative skills anytime, anywhere with video instruction from recognized industry experts. If there's a skill or 10 you've always wanted to add to your bag of tricks, this is where you're going to find them. They just added social media marketing for Facebook and Twitter and write, think, and act like a professional songwriter, both of which I intend to check out myself. Visit lynda.com slash something new for a free 10-day trial. And that's Linda with a Y. Brand new this season, Something New listeners can get a closer look with premium subscriptions. For $22.50, you will receive a digital sheet music copy of each song presented. For $45, you will also receive MP3 piano accompaniment tracks. And for $75, I throw in a one-time transposition and audition-ready cuts. Visit paypal.com and make your Something New experience a premium one. How do podcasts make it into the top 10 charts on iTunes? Easy, with five-star ratings and rave reviews from their subscribers. If you're an Apple kid and listen to my show using iTunes, please take a second to give me a preferably high rating, and if you've got a few more seconds, write something like, This is my favorite podcast of all time. Joel's guests are talented and diverse, and his voice is silky smooth. Ah, thanks in advance, guys. Stay tuned for episode 310, where my director, Justin Daniel, and I will talk about my upcoming concert and concert structure, development, and promotion in general, and maybe a few other special cameo appearances on our concert panel. Stay tuned! <laughs>